Hi guys, welcome back to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. I'm here with Sarah Huron. Hello, hello. Travis Cronin. I am here. Gwen Flamberg. Well, hello. And I'm your host, Brody Brown. We're here once again to talk about all the hottest news of the week. It's the start of July. We're halfway through this hideous year. You can almost taste the sparklers and the oily coat of sunscreen. That is so signature this upcoming weekend. But before the fireworks and the flag waving, we've got to talk about psychopathic exes, new summer flings, celebrities coming out, on-again, off-again couples who are surprise off-again, J.K. Rowling continuing to show her true transphobic colors, Lori Loughlin getting the boot from her country club, misguided campaigns for justice, recastings, TikTok saving lives, more Kardashian billionaires, Adele withholding from us, country stars defying quarantine guidelines, and a chat with Real Housewives of New Jersey star Dolores Catania, who tells us all about the plastic surgery she just had and when filming on Housewives will start again. And so much more that's at the end of the podcast, that little conversation. But first, we'll bang through topics I just mentioned and a little bit more, of course. And before that, we're going to kick it off with intentions like we do every week. Things we want celebrities to start doing or stop doing. Baby girl, Sarah Huron, who's your intention for this week? Well, you know, just a quick shout out to myself for getting my own intention to come true with Leaping Lizard Cafe, because <laughs> I did speak to the server of Crystals and Victoria F. And apparently they're a lovely couple. So just wanted to say, you know, sometimes you can make your own dreams come true. You can hear more about that on Us Weekly's Twitter. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, I knew it was coming. The cross promotion. Continue, Sarah. But my new intention is for Miss Yolanda Hadid. David Foster has a new documentary out on Netflix called David Foster Off the Record. And I haven't gotten to watch the whole thing yet. I'm sure it's wonderful. But the part I have heard is, of course, about The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. David talks about reality TV and Princes of Malibu with Spencer Pratt set up for him and Brandon and Brody at the time. It's, it's very interesting to hear him talk about the connections between the Kardashians and the Jenners and the Hadids and the whole thing. But what he said about Yolanda specifically was about their divorce and that he's going to quote unquote, never disclose the real reason they split. But he denied that it had anything to do with her Lyme disease battle, which was always kind of speculated by Housewives fans. He said, how can I leave a sick woman? The fact of the matter is that is not the reason why I left. It was for a different reason, which I will never disclose, but it had nothing to do with her being sick. I would get and still get quote, I know you're on the Real Houses of Beverly Hills. And I want to say, hey, I got 16 effing Grammys, okay? I've sold half a billion records. F that show. So I need Yolanda Rude. to respond and tell yeah. me why they really split. I am very curious. And listen, plenty of trash people have left people who are sick before. So it was a possibility, people thought, but he's saying... No. Okay, fine. But what what was the reason? Please spill. Travis, who's your intention for? My intention this week is, are we going to talk about Dina Manzo? You know we are, baby! Oh my god. Well, then I'll keep it light so we can get into that later, because it's just such a crazy story. Just in case you missed it, her ex-husband was arrested Wait, for Wait, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about All it. All right, my intention is to <laughs> run away and join the Witness Protection Program. <laughs> That's all. Just be safe. Stay safe. I'm worried for you and for the whole family. Oh my gosh. For Dina? Yeah. Okay. Well, we will talk and more anyone about anyone with drama. the last name Manzo who's like not in the inner circle right now. I'm Let me tell you that. something about my family. <laughs> there uh, we go. Gwen Flamberg, who's your intention for? Oh, my intention this week, Brody, is for a little lady you may never have heard of. Her name is Kim Kardashian. Oh, Skims. Kim Kardashian West. Well, that's the part that I'm wondering about. Blink twice. 
if you need to leave your husband, Kim K. So here's the thing. All through lockdown, Kim was really acting out. It was unclear if Kim and Conway were living together. Kim was like taking pictures in like very, very skimpy bathing suits and lingerie, exercising with like everything hanging out. And I really thought that it was, you know, moving towards Slipsville. But they've since sort of professed their support for each other. But this week, Kim sold a $200 million stake in her KKW beauty business to Cody. And they're going to help her grow some brands, incubate new brands. So you're, you're a beauty mogul now, babe. You are more of a mogul than your sister, Kylie. She's <gasps> not a billionaire. And you can make it on your own. She you can, can make it. it on your own. She's not sleeping. Anyway, that's it. My intention is for Kim. You know, don't stay in your marriage if it's not for you. You're not proving anything. Okay. That's, that's, I like that's open-ended. Fair. My intention is not as open-ended. Mine's for former Teen Mom 2 star Janelle Evans and her dog-murdering husband, David Eason. <laughs> Um, Janelle, yeah, Janelle took to Instagram to share a video clip of her making a little morning vlog, cooking some breakfast. Uh, this was like sausage, biscuits, and gravy. It was probably one of the uglier breakfasts I've ever seen on social media. And then we had to watch Janelle and David eat this, making mm noises and showing clips of them eating with their mouths open. Oh, yeah. I... I just, my intention is please stop it. No more food content. You've, you're not getting a cooking show, you two. You've put us through enough. We've gotten, I mean, we've gotten pretty desperate in quarantine, but we are not that desperate. So I, I need to draw some boundaries with Janelle and David. She I can't. thought they broke up again. No, Let he got violent. He got arrested, but of course they're back together because oh. true love knows no boundaries and no limits when it comes to poor Janelle. And uh, her situation. Anyhow, we need to move on from that bleakness. And let's talk about some news. Ryan Seacrest, Shayna Taylor split a third time. A rep for Ryan told us Ryan and Shayna decided to end their romantic relationship amicably some time ago. They remain good friends, each other's biggest supporters, and will always cherish their time together as a couple. Now, this was surprising because we saw these pictures of Ryan holding hands with this lady in Mexico on vacation. Another and blonde he... with a large chest. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. And But also on May 1st on Live with Kelly and Ryan, Ryan had said, I want to say happy third anniversary to Shayna. It's our third time together. So we've gotten together, broken up, gotten together, broken up. This is number three of being together. So we're celebrating as well. Listen, as someone who has been there before, once you speak the name of the beast and you acknowledge that you're on and off again, on and off again, I think it's doomed. You have to just like turn the page and move forward. And I think that's where him putting that on blast was probably not the best idea. Agreed. I don't know if Ryan's going to ever settle down. I don't think it's for him. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Wait a minute. He's single. Julianne Huff is single. What (gasps) if they got back together? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. But that would be really an incredible reunion. I mean, it would like blow our little nostalgic loving minds. That was an interesting duo at the time, and it would be an even more interesting duo now after everything we know about Julianne and her Kinergy journey. Yeah, she's also so much bigger now than she was back then when she was just like seen as like a Dancing with the Star pro. Totally. Well, speaking of nostalgia, Dr. Dre and his wife, Nicole Young, after more than 20 years of marriage, have split. 
Yeah. She filed for divorce. Uh, does this mean anything to you guys if I tell you that Steve Howey and Sarah Sahay split after 11 years of marriage? Actually, it what? does because I does? love him in Bride Wars. I love Steve? him in Shameless. I love him oh. in Reba. He's oh. amazing. Yeah, he met Sarah on Reba. We broke this news exclusively that they split. Um, and they told us they've decided to end their marriage. They're so grateful for the past 10 years together and proud of the children they've raised. So, Sarah, my condolences for your heartbreak. But... Good for them for yeah. I'm rooting. For this I'm rooting for him. Let's get a uh, Bride Wars sequel. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> uh, bleak news, Travis. You touched on it before. What is going on? Poor Dina Manzo. This oh. nightmare. Her ex husband Thomas Manzo has been charged. He's facing federal charges after allegedly orchestrating an attack on her then-boyfriend, now-husband, David Canton, in 2015. This story is insane. He allegedly hired a hitman and promised this hitman a discounted reception at the Brownstone Restaurant in Patterson, New Jersey. <laughs> if you've watched Real Housewives in New Jersey, you've seen this restaurant several times because it's a big deal for the Manzo family. And this, this hit went down. They were attacked. Dina and Dave were attacked in like a strip mall, and they were both brutalized. And this man was arrested last year in 2019. They they thanked the authorities, the local police for their diligent investigation. But now these charges are completely mind-blowing. How dirty. This is like a horrible Lifetime movie. Sarah, your reaction, please. I mean, my initial reaction was, of course, this is happening in New Jersey. And it's just perpetuating all the stuff everyone already thinks about people from New Jersey, including myself. Mm-hmm. My second reaction was, poor Dina. I love her. I think she was such a, like, breath of fresh when she was on Real Houses of New Jersey. This is insane. I want to know what Caroline Manzo thinks. Mm. Um, And I mean, I believe it. I wasn't (laughs) totally shocked, but it's also insane. Well, you're not going to hear what Caroline Manzo thinks, but you will hear what Dolores Catania thinks at the end of this podcast. (gasps) Really? That's right. We talked to her about it. You know, she's been all in the mix. She was friends with Dina. Back in the day, she's friends with Caroline. She knows Thomas Manzo, so she's going to give us a little tea at the end of the podcast. But Travis, what do you think about this? Because I know you've got some feels, too. Oh, my God. Does she? Does he want to skin her and wear, like, last year's Versace? Oh. To quote herself from season one. I mean, it's just so crazy. And the date is the same as, like, Lauren Manzo's wedding at the Brownstone. So it just seems like there's a lot of, like, shady lobby things and for a discounted wedding reception it's just an odd form of payment which i think brings a lot of joy to the story the brownstone is iconic and now it's kind of tainted yeah Uh, it's like a house of crime well i feel like this is definitely meaning caroline cannot come back to real housewives in new jersey anytime soon Mm. Uh, well that's bleak also bleak brian austin green on a date with who didn't we on a recent podcast talk about who we thought he should date and this new gal this maxim model her name is tina louise she owns this local taco eatery they're out and about on a lunch date i mean i'm happy he's moving on because as we've seen megan fox is really in it to win it with machine gun kelly but this is i mean it's not courtney sodden but couldn't he get someone maybe a little more i don't know revenge worthy I can't remember who I picked, but it certainly wasn't this woman. And it I believe was her. it was her, Sarah. You picked her. <laughs> You're like I mean, Maxim 2015 cover girl. Listen, he was with Megan Fox for a long time. She's much younger than him. I think we know that David Silver has a type. I don't know. I'm just, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, though, are just 
parading their love all over the place. So those two are going strong. And I think he wants to, you know, show he's still got game too. It was so sad when he did that podcast and he was like, well, what she's telling me is that she's not with Machine Gun Kelly or with Colson. I'm like, uh, honey, you're the only one who is believing that. He's and then- lying. Yeah, that was that was. If really... you want to look on the bright side, at least we all learned D- Brian Austin Green had a podcast because he put that episode <laughs> out and it put him on the map. Yeah, <laughs> sad. Well, it was the lovely Pride weekend when Taylor Schilling, former Orange's New Black star, and Nikki Blonsky confirmed that they're members of the LGBTQ community. Taylor Schilling has been. She's spoken about her sexuality before. She said she's dated men and women, but now she's revealed that she's dating a woman and Nikki Blonsky used TikTok to say that she's gay and she hashtagged hairspray on that. Well, Nikki Blonsky, you can only say her name from the movie Hairspray because that's how she like tags celebrities on Twitter. She's like, hi, it's Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. So I think that <laughs> is her legal name. I love Hairspray so much. That's all I have to say. And I'm happy for her. Know that I am. And I just, I want more Hairspray content. She so. did a really good Good Morning Baltimore TikTok right after that. Check it oh, out. I saw it. She's really cute. I I want more Taylor Schilling content because, I mean, even though her character on Orange is the New Black was so infuriating, I want to see her in something that's, you know, post Orange is the New Black. Real. She's a cool chick. Yeah. I never, I, I stopped watching Orange is the New Black, but I feel like she was good in that. You know who's not a cool chick? Well, I know you have probably a lot of answers to that, but J.K. Rowling. Ooh. Yeah, she retweeted a message. Well, he... Stephen King retweeted a, a message that she sent. He was talking about it's not hateful for women to speak about their own experiences, nor do they deserve shaming for doing so. She tweeted that. He retweeted it. And then she praised him. She said, I've always revered Stephen King, but today my love reached maybe not Annie Wilkes levels, but new heights. Then one of his followers asked him about his opinion on the trans community. He said trans women are women. And then JK deleted her tweet supporting him. Hmm. Jesus Christ. One I mean, would think, why? go ahead. Don't take my Harry Potter love away from me. I, again, I mean, listen, she did this weeks ago, and I thought maybe in the time that people have still been asking for others to affirm that Black Lives Matter and Black Trans Lives Matter, and in Pride Month, she might, you know, with some conversations, she might come around with the fact that more Black trans people have been murdered in June. Maybe it would open up her eyes to the fact that trans people are under attack. No, she is unrelenting in her transphobia. Get off Twitter, JK. She's just like, the genitalia you have at birth decides your gender. She's like championing this ridiculous issue. I don't get it. How is it impacting her life? uh, It's it's really, really confusing. But please bring us back to some levity. Travis, what happened on this day in pop culture history? Uh, I'm excited to take you back, and especially excited to take one back to 2018, when the scandal of Meghan Markle wearing sheer pantyhose, or none at all, and oversized high heels was really blowing up. You may remember (laughs) that this started at Harry's cousin's wedding when she wore a blue and white Oscar de la Renta dress that was almost $6,000. And then it had an ill-fitting torso when she was torn up online, and then the whole dress code thing happened. She was wearing, like, platform heels, wasn't she? She was wearing those. And then, you know, in 2019, last year, just taking us a little back, it's when Sarah Hyland and Wells got engaged in Fiji. And I just... I love them as a couple so much. And they were together for two years. They were on Fiji. You know, she said yes. She got a Lorraine Schwartz sparkler. She's all good. 
And Wells and Sarah were just on the latest episode of The Bachelor, The Greatest Seasons Ever, exclamation point. And it was interesting. They did a fun little interview. Chris Harrison was really giving Wells a hard time about how he was kind of embarrassing during his pursuits for JoJo. But Sarah was so cute. And it was also interesting because Wells had told us before that he was like, there's no way Sarah's ever going to make a cameo or do anything associated with The Bachelor. And he posted, he was like, I can't believe she agreed, but here we are. Good stuff. Love him. Mm -hmm. Travis. What is going on with our girl, Brittany? She is back to the prolific Instagram comment. She's holding down on the narrative that she burned down the gym. Hi, guys. I'm in my gym today. Yes, it's the gym that I burnt down. It's still not ready, but I'm getting there. As to, to remind the listeners, we had talked to the Ventura County Fire Department, who told us weekly in May that there were no records found for calls to a fire at Brittany's house between January 2019 and April of this year. So she's she's continuing to maintain this narrative. Then that video she did where she was in the green, like, lace dress going back and oh, forth. Uh, yep. When she made the shout-out to the LGBTQ community, I love that, too. <laughs> to everybody at the LGBT community. And we're all here like, woo, we're at the community. <laughs> I mean... And then her interpretive dance from yesterday is the dance like, was really I was worried I mean, I'm 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 starting to be on shaved head watch no 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 the dance was the dance was inspired and I actually there was a great meme that I'll send you after it shows like her like knocking away like transphobia yeah the Rona. oh but that's nice you know what I was watching her do the leg and the buttocks workout she talked about. Oh, I, I watched like, the entire like four minute video. I, and I watched it. I was like, that is bananas. And then I did the workout and I was like, that is hard. It's really what? hard. It didn't look hard. No, it was, she had to do 50 reps. And I was like, okay, oh, she needs to stop saying buttocks like that. I don't, is she, she <laughs> is she afraid to say butt? Like it's, <laughs> she is, she has a, a mystery wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a, a package of what the fuck. I have two things to say. Give it to us, Sarah Hero. Number one is I used to try to do Darren's dance groove dance videos I had back that. in the day, yeah. and it was yep. so hard. And now we need like a Britney version of them would be what I would ask, would like to put in the atmosphere uh, out into the world. And also, I would like to say that Kinergy wishes because what Julianne Huff is trying to do with her interpretive dance and the spirits Britney does naturally yeah nobody whips that pony like Britney you know I'm actually concerned about people who are demanding justice for Lori Laughlin as we saw the report that Lori and Mosmo were forced to resign from their Bel Air country club after the board of directors voted to suspend their membership following their guilty pleas this is a little strange because apparently they're allowed to rejoin after they fulfill whatever sentences they're given. We're assuming they're going to get prison sentences because that was a recommendation. But the former president of this club is, he was going off on like, the country club is a club of gentlemen and gentlewomen. Gentlemen are not felons and felons in turn are not gentlemen. I'm like, get out of here with your like harmful rhetoric, Mr. Gallagher. Travis, do you do you feel any pain for Lori Laughlin? I this is this is just desserts, but first of well, all, country clubs are bullshit and elitist as as it is. It's very elitist, but I think it's just very clear that he's asking her to make a small donation to the club. A small donation. Yeah, I think a hundred, a couple hundred thousand dollars would smooth everything right over. Yeah. Well, speaking of misguided campaigns for justice, that change.org 
petition we talked about a couple weeks ago for Stasi and Kristen that Sarah Heron started. Stop um, that narrative. <laughs> okay. You didn't start it. This woman named Nicole Ryan started it. And it's for Bravo, NBC Universal, Vanderpump Rules, and Lisa Vanderpump. They're begging to have Stasi and Kristen back on Vanderpump Rules. It now has almost 25,000 signatures. What the wow. hell is wrong with people? People want to be entertained. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying they Stassi was like the main character of that She's show. The, so I'm the, not the surprised, favorite. honestly. Yeah. And interesting to note that there is a Twitter account called Stand Up and or Instagram account called Stand Up and Support Stassi, which is like promoting <laughs> this account or this petition. And Stassi doesn't follow it. Bo doesn't follow it. But Jax follows it. Huh. I mean, but I'm like, people, have you gone and you have you signed the petitions for Elijah McClain or for Brianna Taylor? Like, get, get direct your quote unquote activism because Christ, like your petition signing. Also, speaking of directing her activism, Kristen Doty, and I'm plagued by my doubts for her. Did you see when she was tweeting? She broke her silence from tweeting. The last time she tweeted about her book, and then she said, Idaho, time to change your medical marijuana laws. This country has much more important things to focus on. I'm so grossed out. Then she went in. She's she's tweeting about the medical marijuana laws in Idaho, and she's defending herself. And so, someone called her out for mistweeting, and then she was tweeting back at them. I'm like, you you haven't tweeted anything about Black Lives Matter, George, Floyd, Breonna Taylor, since your terrible apology on June 7th. This is the cause you're taking up? Medical marijuana? Not she maybe- has some Instagram stuff about it. I mean, I don't know. I think Kristen is, does, probably has still not wrapped her head around what she actually did to Faith. Because I think she's probably coming from the mindset of, I need to, we can move on. I'm, you know, trying to seek justice. I'm doing a good thing. But I don't think she totally understands why what she did to Faith was as dangerous as it was. It's going to take more than a joint to heal this relationship. Yes. And if you want to talk about drug criminalization, talk about the people who have, who are in prison because of marijuana laws that are draconian. Or yeah. The, it's, an the easy, drug wars. it's an easy get. She yeah, could just do that. Exactly. Or the, the drug wars that put so many members of the black and brown communities into prison disproportionately to white people. She could talk about that. But no, instead she's talking about Medical marijuana in Idaho, which is ridiculous. Oh, oh Nick Lachey. Oh, yeah. Also, <laughs> Lily, Lily Reinhardt got dragged for tweeting that topless picture when she was trying to get people to focus on seeking justice for Breonna Taylor. Sarah, here on Lily Reinhardt has been having a, a rough couple of weeks, but did you feel badly for her when she was well-intentioned but making a clear mistake? Yeah, I mean, I follow Lily Reinhardt on Instagram. So she actually has been going live with people like once a week or once a day and doing a lot of Instagram lives with people of color and talking about their experience, using her platform. She has millions of followers to let them speak and kind of taking a step back. So I was kind of surprised that she went this, it's very influencer trying to get her feedback to being cute while still pretending to care. And I don't think that that's Lily's intention. And I don't think that that's who she is. So I was surprised. But social media has been very interesting to navigate, as we all know. And I just think if you're going to start posting about things that are irrelevant, own that and go with it and don't try to tie them together. Like, I don't need you staring off into the sunset, pretending that you're reflecting on your privilege when you're just think you look hot. Yeah, I, that great point. And I also think it's interesting. I've seen people try to use thirst trappy pictures to get people's attention and then bring them in with the message. I've also yeah. seen people come up with memes like, oh, 
here's a trick for the best raspberry cheesecake. And it's like, call and arrest the cops that murdered Brianna Taylor. Those are the best. Right, right. I think those are clever ways of speaking to what's going on in culture, the demand for justice, but also the attention of what people pay attention to, like the the mundane aspect of it on social media. It's it's tricky, though, and I get how that rubs people the wrong way, particularly when you're using the wrong image. Right. Well, the image is the thing. I think a thirst trap is like, you got to be, the only way that the thirst trap works is if you are completely transparent funny about it i'm posting a hot picture of myself yeah. because i am hot look at me but yeah. like you can't use a thirst trap picture for anything else where you look like an idiot yeah Agreed. it looks like you're you're really tone deaf travis what's going on with judy dench who knew her life was That's in amazing. such peril oh my god her life was in peril brody but she was saved her life was recently saved dame beauty dench Oh, uh-huh. thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, she is 85 years old, just for reference. And her life was saved by TikTok. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, I agree. As someone who totally used TikTok as an outlet for my time during quarantine with nothing to do, I can relate to that. And so she's been doing a lot of TikToks with her grandson. The first one is where she's so smart that she guesses every joke in like a TikTok. And then she's done a couple dances too. And she's, you know, telling outlets that it saved her life. Check out her Savage Love, which is the one people, all, all the sexy people do that's really easy. And, you know, Judy kills it. I love, I love she said, well, it saved my life. I'm like, damn, I know quarantine's been rough for some people, but Judy, who, who, who knew? And yep. Sarah, what's going on with all your problematic YouTuber faves? Oh, Lord. I mean, listen, no one knows how to apologize like a YouTuber. They love an apology video. They love an apology statement. They love to be problematic and then apologize for it. There, are, There's a bunch of people apologizing for old videos that are resurfacing, including Liza Koshy, Shane Dawson, who's also getting back involved in this James Charles. Tati Westbrook Brooke drama is coming back. Now Tati is claiming that Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star were the ones who made her start that big beauty guru fall apart situation of 2019. Shane is denying that. Jojo Siwa was accused of doing blackface in a music video. She shut that down right away. Oh, one of her dancers, not Jojo her herself. Dancer, sorry, yeah. sorry. She shut that down. Tana is apologizing for blackface. Jenna Marbles is putting her channel on hold because she is so upset with old videos that she's made of herself. Miranda Sings has apologized. Basically, anyone you ever watched on YouTube uh, has done something problematic and is now apologizing for it. Which, in my opinion, you know, Olivia Jade, girl, this is your time. Smooth back oh, in. No. You, you, you need oh, to acknowledge no. your white privilege. Throw it out there. See if people uh, take to your videos now because she hasn't done blackface. Oh, I, I think she's done plenty of other tone deaf things. People are not really ready to uh, forgive and forget on that one. Uh, you know what? Let's play a little round of um, some birthday celebratory goodness. Before oh. we do... Um, there's some breaking news. What? Brian Austin Green and Courtney Stodden have posted an Instagram together in bed. What? You're oh my god! Me. I can't I believe you're kidding. I haven't been able to watch it because we're recording this, but they are in bed together, and that's all oh. I know. Wait. And if you guys serious. want to see Courtney Stodden's body in a bathing suit, go to usmagazine.com/slash/childish. She's real curvy. I love her body. Wow. They're doing the most. They're doing the most. Let's play some uh, Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. It's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. 
Oh my gosh, that's right. We're going to hop in the imaginary ring, put some imaginary gloves on celebrities who are really celebrating their birthdays this week, and put them up to imaginary fights. This round of Celebrity Birthday Box Mini will be re- refereed by Fantasia Barino, whose birthday <laughs> is June 30th. She turns 36. Gwen, Kathy yes. Bates turns oh. 72 mm-hmm. on June 28th, versus Larry David, who turns 73 well, Larry David is pretty funny, Brody, but he's also real cranky. And I saw Kathy Bates in misery. <laughs> he would cut his foot right off and knock him out. Ding. Travis, Nicole Scherzinger turned 42 on June 29th versus Ashley Tisdale, who oh. turns 35 on July oh. 2nd. God, not like that. That's know, really sorry. hard. Um, Nicole Scherzinger, fan kick, hair flip. Ashley's yeah. gone. I'm so it sorry. We're not going Sarah Huron, Lindsay Lohan, turns 34 on July 2nd. <laughs> Sarah, your eyes bumped up. <laughs> Versus Mike, the situation, Sorrentino. Both of them have been to jail. Oh, turns, jail. 30, <laughs> turns 38 on July 4th. So patriotic of him. <sighs> wow. I mean, what a duo. An MTV match made in heaven. Give me that spinoff. Um, the situation spent more time in jail than Lindsay, so maybe he picked up some things and he would take her out. Oh, you know what, Travis? As a treat, I'm going to give you a three three people in the ring: oh. 72 year old Kathy Bates, 42 year old Nicole Scherzinger, 38 year old Mike Situation Sorrentino. Who wins this round? Of oh, boxing Kathy Bates broke all their legs. <laughs> They're all done. They're all in misery. She's the winner. The most iconic. I love it. I love it. Let's move on to some Kardashian news. As Gwen noted. Kanye was celebrating Kim Kardashian recently, and he said he's so proud of her for officially becoming a billionaire. Now, Forbes said she's not quite a billionaire. She's only a 900 millionaire. That's Gross. her worth right now. Which I think that's a little bit less than what Kylie is technically worth now. She's Or she's just under 900 million, which is what Petty Forbes said before. But anyhow, either way you cut it, that family is continuing to roll in the Cash with a capital K. (laughs) Kourtney Kardashian is also making big moves. Wow, she's back on keto, guys. Hold on to your hats. Thank God. I feel the world's axis is coming back together. (laughs) You can read about that on usmagazine.com. Khloe Kardashian celebrated her birthday, and as we have told you exclusively on usmagazine.com, she is not engaged to Tristan Thompson. Uh, Thank God. But a source told us that they are not engaged, even though she was flashing a giant ring, and on her birthday, he said, I love you, mama. And Kim and Kanye are doing well. Travis, they are off at the ranch in Wyoming, which is where he wants to make shoes in that state. You know, you are correct, Brody. Um, Well, first of all, they're wearing a lot of latex and leather for the country, and it just looks very sweaty to me. But yeah, Kanye um, gave a interview to a local newspaper and told them that he's going to be doing, he wants to do a million pair of shoes in the state and do everything out there. He's going to work on his Gap Yeezus collaboration line there. And it's like moving the company's headquarters to Wyoming. I want Kardashian episodes in Wyoming. We never see them there. And I think they do that on purpose, but I would like more and a better look at the, at the ranch. You know what I want more in keeping up with Kardashian, even though I don't watch it anymore? What? Rob Kardashian, because oh, we, saw, we, we saw pictures of him at Chloe's birthday, and he is looking, I'm going to say, he's looking fine. fine. Yes, he, he is. awesome, and he's, like, glowing. Oh, my God, I love Rob. Yeah, <laughs> and here's what a source exclusively told us. Rob has been taking really good care of himself. He's been going on tons of walks, and he's a very active parent with his child. 
He's in a good mental state. The combo of all those things and time has really paid off with his fitness and his body. He's really focused on being a parent. He lives for a dream and that keeps him in a good place. Go Rob. Love to hear it, honestly. Me too, the sacrifice. You know what I don't love to hear? Adele telling us that we're not getting her album anytime soon. She was sharing all these pictures of her slimmed down, looking really trim. And someone said, when's the album? Is it coming out today? Tell me now. And she said, of course it's not. Corona ain't over. I'm quarantining. Wear a mask and be patient. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like her using her platform to get people to comply and wear masks, Brody. Yeah, so is Jennifer Aniston. But yes, I like that she's doing that. And she knew people would probably pick up on that comment. Uh, So good for her. Uh, Also good for her if she's actually dating this guy, Skepta, who who she's been. Mm -hmm. He's hot. They've been the little back and forth on Instagram banter makes me really invested. I'm like, I want her to have a sexy romance mm-hmm. i want that for her but talking about adele and music makes me think it might be time for lights camera actually let's recast this that's right the segment where we look at real life situations and we make them into a movie or in this case a musical because as we know broadway they've announced will be suspended till 2021 it's, it's really sad if you're a Broadway lover or you were planning to come to New York and go to one of your favorite shows. Sarah, I know you cried when you heard the news. You couldn't go see Cats. Um, but- I did, but I did just get to see Mean Girls and Frozen like right before Corona happened, okay, so I'm now, okay. Now you're bragging. But I've asked my co-hosts to write their own musicals this time that Broadway will be dark, inspired by Us Weekly headlines, and pitch them to us with a little bit of music. Gwen, do you want to go first? What musical would you like to propose that would open in 2021, inspired by Us Weekly News or a recent headline? I'm just so bummed for all those poor actors and actresses who are out of work. Mm-hmm. So I would like to put them back to work with a little play about a handsome redheaded chap called Harry's Wild About. Get it? Not Wild About Harry, but Harry's Wild About, which has several different meanings. But Harry's Wild About is an epic drama about a real-life prince of a guy whose birth father was a mystery and whose mother's life in the spotlight made him yearn for freedom. So he acted out in every way possible, and we follow his journey to actually finding freedom <laughs> by marrying an older woman. <laughs> a really older woman. And her name's not Megan, but it rhymes with Megan. One syllable. Oh my God, I can't wait to hear this title track. Can we get a little snippet of your show? Of course. One day my prince will come. Wow. Yes! (laughs) Lovely. I mean, you guys, I think it's a winner. I think that we could like start selling tickets now. Yes, I agree. I think that was a really inspired choice. My musical that um, we'd be working over and preparing for a 2021 opening is KKKKK, Court Kardashian Can't Keep Contained. And my description is quarantine cravings, kooky kids. Courtney Kardashian appears to have it all, but life's not a Kylie lip-sized piece of cake. No, Courtney is in for the biggest fight of her life, battling her sugar and carb-hungry palate as she returns to the challenging embrace of not Scott, not Eunice, but the keto diet. Do you want a little taste? <laughs> wow. Yes. Oh, please. I'm back on keto, you might think it's me, but more than my hot for Scott, I'm in love with Doritos. <laughs> oh 
Inspired. Hey, uh, I'm back on keto. You might think it's neato. Sarah, who's yours for? Um, my musical is called Receipts, and it is the story of Brandy Glanville and Denise Richards. Yeah, I like a, it. A love affair. And it would follow the alternate universe in which they actually end up together, which I assume we will not see on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because Denise has denied that she had a relationship with Brandy. But in my musical, it's a happily ever after situation. Will Eddie Chibrion be played by himself? He is going to play Denise's husband, Aaron. Oh, yes. <laughs> Love that. Can we get Here's a little a little sampling of your... Denise, Denise, Denise is kissing Brandy. A throuple's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Wow. Tomorrow from Annie. If you, could I got that. that. I got oh, that. I didn't get that, but I still got the appreciation of it. Travis, who's what musical would you be writing? Okay, so my musical is called Face Tats: The Life and Times of Amanda Bynes, twenty twenty. <laughs> and this follows the tale of a recent fashion school graduate gone astray as she deals with love, loss, her own demons, and of course, face tattoos. This music is loosely based on Erica Jane's full collection. So you'll hear a little Housewives influence in the Broadway musical. Oh boy. got that kitty cat, make him clap. We got that face tab, sober love, without drugs. We giving big hugs. Smacked him in the middle of my cheek, yeah. Black eyeliner make, make the boys weak, what? She's the man, now the man's got her, huh? Drive in front seat, never passenger, what? Sober living, sober giving, sober with my mans. Sober living, sober giving, sober with my mans. We got that kitty cat, make him clap. We got that face tat, sober love, without drugs. We giving big hugs, kitty cat, make him clap. We got that face tat, sober love, without drugs. We giving big hugs. That's right, bitches. It's Amanda Bynes. I used to be the man. Now I am the man. <laughs> you thought 2020 was canceled? You just wait for my rap album, bitches. <laughs> I snorted during that. <laughs> Sweating so hard. I love that was more than the 10 second assignment, but that wow, was, that was amazing. That like, was a I, journey. There's a lot TikTok, of reprisal. TikTok on Broadway. <laughs> I, I can't wait until you lay that um, record down onto a track. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you for indulging me, you three. <laughs> yeah. um, speaking of no longer indulging, Leah McSweeney from Real Houses in New York stopped drinking. She said she's not going to AA, but she did share a chip for a 90 day chip. We've seen her really going a bit wild while drinking, but she told us once COVID hit, I knew quarantining and the way I drink would not work well together to say the least. Not drinking during the pandemic has been a complete gift to me and the nine years of living booze-free has made the transition much easier to deal with. Good for her for making a positive change. 
Let's before we get into the country mess of it all, let's talk a little bit about 25 things you don't know about me because I went into the archive and pulled out an old issue. I want you three to guess who we did this issue with. This is an October 2010 issue. Listeners, play along. You can try to guess. You'll probably get it before my three co-hosts. Um but we'll see if they can get it. Number 1, who is this with? I was stung by a scorpion in college. Number 2, I broke my collarbone falling off my swing set when I was five. Number three, I ate steel-cut oats for breakfast every single morning. Number four, I went to an all-girls Catholic high school. Number five, my fridge. No, number five, my fridge must be lined up and perfectly organized. Number six, Chloe Kardashian. Who'd you say? Chloe Kardashian. No, number six, Jennifer Hudson. No, number six, my middle name is Mary. Number seven, I'm a bitch when I'm hungry. Number eight, I have to get all my clothes tailored because I'm so petite. Oh God! Number nine, <laughs> number nine, I feel too. Who's your Kristen Chenoweth. No, number nine, I failed two classes in college because I was too nervous to give speeches. Number Kelly Ripa. No, number ten, I love to collect books. Number eleven, I'm extremely indecisive. I once drove around for two hours deciding where to eat dinner. Jesus. Number twelve, I applied to law school then decided not to go. Number 13, I have a sewing machine and used to make clothes for me and my friends. Number 14, I'm obsessed with interior design. Number 15, Anna Kendrick. First, no. Number 15, my first job was working as a movie production assistant. I had to yell cut and rolling all day. Number 16, I had a hideous bull haircut in 6th grade and looked like a boy. Number 17, I have a major fear of spiders and didn't go to my bathroom once for 2 months because I saw one there. Number 18, I'm the worst person to give a present to because I have no reaction. Number 19, I drink one quick trim satisfy shake every day. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. No. And the cold snap. No. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Number 20. Love a spawn. Number 20. Number 20. I love shopping for clothes for blank more than for myself. This the blank was one of their kids. Okay. Number 21, I'm stubborn. Number 22, I have a major sweet tooth. Number 23, I've wanted to be a designer since I was little. So Sarah Michelle Gellar. Drew so Barrymore. No, so it's a dream come true to design a line for blank, blank, what? blank lifestyle collection. What? Number, number oh. 24, I killed, skinned, cooked, and ate a rattlesnake on a cattle drive. Number 25, I never knew I could love so deeply until Reese blank, Witherspoon. my son was born. Oh. I have no idea. Oh, nope. God, who loves their son? <laughs> you guys were so close, but unfortunately, this 25 things you don't know about me list from October 2010. Courtney Kardashian? Yes, you oh, got it. Oh and then they go I was about to say that and I was like there's no way because oh my god. Yes. 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 Give Sarah here and yes. she should get something. Well, I knew she, she worked she with got Quick it We said Kim and Court and I said both of those. Chloe. <laughs> then once I said so close, then you knew what it was. Fine. Okay, but Sarah, moving on from your wind. What's going on in country world? Why uh, Chris Jansen as he lost his mind and Marin Morris and Kelsey Ballerini? What's happening? Well, here? Chase Rice had a concert. Chris Jansen opened up for him. He had a concert at an arena in Tennessee, and Kelsey Ballerini tweeted, "Imagine being selfish enough to pay thousands to put thousands of people's health at risk, not to mention potential ripple effect, and play a normal country concert right now at Chase Rice Music. We all want and need to tour. We just care about our fans and fam and their families enough to wait." And the venue has come out and said we drastically reduced our maximum venue capacity of 10,000 to 4,000 with only 1,000 people showing up, providing ample space in the outdoor lawn area for fans to spread out to their own comfort level. They were given temperature checks and free hand sanitizer, 
But Chase Rice on his Instagram story posted a video from the concert and it was very crowded. People were all over each other. He said everybody had a blast. But then once he posted that video, a lot of people were online were having a big problem with how the show looked. There's a lot of different opinions about COVID-19 and how it works with live music and what that looks like. And yes, Chris Jansen opened up for him. He blocked Marin Morris on Twitter, but then denied that it had anything to do with her speaking out about this whole thing. Basically, Garth Brooks did a concert with people driving in and listening that way. And I think that that is how concerts should be if there are any concerts for the foreseeable future. Interesting. Thank you for bringing that down for us. Well, we are now going to dive into it with Dolores Catania from Real Housewives in New Jersey. She told us all about her recent tummy tuck, uh, about lipo on her back, about getting some fat put into her butt. By the way, Sarah, she's taking Margaret Josephs to go get a boob job tomorrow. They're going on a road trip. How incredible does that sound? Exclusive. I know. Well, guess what? They're so much more exclusive in there. Dolores told us why her boyfriend wants to break up with her. She told, gave us a little updates on their housewives and her relationships with them. Plus, she talked about the Dina Manzo and Caroline Manzo and Thomas Manzo of it all. Let's take a listen. I was looking at your Instagram this morning and I saw you were at the doctor recently, correct? Yes, I was. But what's this about you getting a tummy tuck? So I found the most amazing doctor in Maryland, Dr. Joseph Michaels. And you say to myself, I live right next to the epicenter of the best doctors in the world is New York, right? That's where you go for the best of the best. You go to Park Ave for plastic surgery. But I'm always like, that's really kind of a a myth that you have to go to Park Ave to find the best doctors. So I happen to click on a lot of weight transformation Instagrams. And I like to tell people who lost 100 pounds, 150, 200 pounds, you look great. People that have gotten body lifts, And this one woman, and I always, I never really liked my, I've been up and down with my weight and my, the elasticity on my skin has gotten kind of shot out. I'm not going to kill myself over this because it is what it is. But, you know, I eat McDonald's. I didn't work out for a long time and whatever. So I found a girl who said, well, if I can get a lift, I would go to this certain doctor. So I looked at his Instagram and I almost fell off my couch. It was insane. His before and afters are like nothing I've ever seen, almost to the fact they thought it was fake. So I reached out to him. And um, as soon as this pandemic was over, he took me as his first patient to get a tummy tuck, which did I have the worst stomach? No, but no matter how many setups I did and no matter what, there was always a layer of skin there that wasn't going away. Now, Brody, you have a 12-pack. I know that. But <laughs> not everyone does. So, you know, I'm also in the business of bodybuilding, and I've seen Frank train a lot of people, Teresa as well, to go into shows. And I know that there's certain parts on your body, and no matter how much you work out, it's never going to look the same. So I went to this guy, and I did that surgery. And I did also some lipo on my back, which is sore, but I have like a 20 year old belly button now, like the belly button of a 20, no, not a 20 year old belly button. However, (laughs) I should say it is the belly button of a 20 year old girl. (laughs) Wow. Wait, so when was this, when was this procedure? When was the tuck and the lipo? Four weeks ago tomorrow. So how's the recovery going? You're a little sore? It's not easy. I can never lie. I want to say, oh my God, go get it. Because I want everybody to go to this guy because he's so good. Anybody who's doing this should go to him, even though it was a four-hour drive for me. It's not easy. It's n- And I'm tough. I've been through, you know, it's not my first rodeo with plastic surgery, but this one was a little rough. It's a rough one. He also was- made my butt rounder. 
What? He did like a little fat transfer. So he took some, you know, lipo. He did my back and then he took some of the fat from my back and he made my butt rounder. He did? He did, Tony. Yes. Wait, so that part's healing too? Yeah. What's that called? It's just a fat transfer? Well, it's kind of a BBL, like a Brazilian butt lift, which I've already had, but he just made it rounder for me. Wow. Okay. That sounds incredible. But was, for you, did someone have to drive you down there for this procedure or were you? Yes. Oh, I brought a nurse with me. So remember, well, there's a story I used to assist Bill Aiden, Jennifer Aiden's husband in the OWA. I used to be a surgical assistant. And the nurse there and I became very, very good friends. And she drove me down. This is what a good friend does. She just bought a new car, drives me down. We drove through a hurricane, dodging trees, everything. And she stayed with me overnight and took care of me and then drove me home. And now I'm going back tomorrow for my first visit and my second visit. And I'm bringing Margaret to get her boobs done. What? That's incredible. I thought Margaret just got her boobs done. No? No, she's getting a lift. Oh, yeah, because she got her face done recently. She got her face done from my guy. I share my plastic surgeons with my friend Cher. Sharing is caring. Yes. Wait, but I thought maybe Dr. David would take you down there. No, no dice. Dr. David wants to break up with me because I lied to him about doing this. He is so not into elective procedures. He's just so against it. The night before I was leaving, I told him I'm going to Virginia tomorrow. He goes, oh, for work? I said, no, for a tummy tuck. He's like, yeah, right. I drove. I was gone the next morning. Wow. And he was not happy after? No, he's actually told probably hundreds of people. All day long, he talks about it. He's really stuck on it. He, he said one more procedure and he'll never talk to me again. And there will be one more procedure. I don't care. What's the next procedure? I don't know yet. I'll ask the guy tomorrow. Where's the Frank Sr. in this? I know you were taking care of him earlier this year when he was rehabilitating. What was his leg? No, David was taking care of him. So I was too, but me and David were both taking care of him to get him to walk again. So Frank Catania is still kind of not able to help. He works out though. Frank Catania is working out, but he can't do his legs like he used to. He does the bike and stuff. Frank Catania is healed. Frank Catania, he believes in doing anything to make your body look better. He believes in dieting and working out first, which I have not done. So I got a little criticism for that, but it looks good. So Frank's all for it. And Frankie Jr., he was not worried about his mom going under the knife? I lied to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) No one needs to know my business. I'll tell you, Brody, and I will put it on Instagram and and tell a million people before I tell my own family. Stuff like this. When do you, I know you're still sort of recovering. When do you start filming again for uh, July, July, the end of July? Hopefully, you know, we don't know. Everything is oh, like, I really hope because I was ready to, to go. We were filming. We were two weeks into filming and we took a brief couple day break because Teresa's father was very ill. And then we went back to work. And then two days later, the stay home order was mandated. So they canceled filming. I've been back and forth speaking to the producers. So we're going to start up again the end of July, which is weird because we would have been finished the end of July. Yeah, but you've been saying- Which would have been nice. That, oh, I'm sure to have that done. But you've been staying in touch with everybody through quarantine? Yeah, so Melissa's having a 4th of July party. I'll be there. Margaret, I was on the phone with her when you called when I before I spoke to you, talking about our, tr- our road trip tomorrow for new boobs. And- yeah. It's actually a new procedure. They're doing 
a boob lift with no implants. So she's not going to get implants, but she doesn't like it that her boobs are saggy when she wears certain clothes. So we're fixing it. That's what we do. Friends fixing. So we were talking, thank you. We were talking about our, our road trip. And then uh, John Aiden, I spoke to her. I talked her into going on a diet. She was upset about gaining some weight. And uh, <laughs> Teresa, I'll check in with today. Cause you know, we text back and forth, but she's very busy. I want to lay by her pool. What it's about funny, Jackie? You know, Jackie, Jackie's a little more stricter with the quarantine because she's been in the Hamptons quite a bit. And yes, I have spoke to her. I texted her to tell her how hot her husband was the other day. (laughs) That bitch is hot. She needs to hear it. She needs to hear it. Like that guy is so hot. Brody, do you agree with me or no? Uh, No, he's very hot. He's also very nice. He's with those freaking kids every day. I'm like, oh my God, these kids, this guy, he's hot with the kids. He's playing with the kids all day. He's like Mr. Coach Dad. And like they're playing games all day. He's digging sand. I couldn't take it anymore. I called Jackie. I'm like, listen, girl, you got to know your husband is hot. (laughs) But she did. She found it funny. Jackie's a good sport. And she said that she wished she would have more dating time with him. But that doesn't happen during all this. No, that's, you know, that's not a silver lining of quarantine. But maybe having a new appreciation for your partner is. Yes. Exactly. Uh, and then yesterday, I have to ask, you saw the news about uh, Dina Manzo and Thomas Manzo. What were your thoughts when you when you saw that? I was about- I was sick. You know what? If, if I, I just hope that everything works out for all of them. I'm not going to say either way. You know, what can I say? I'm very upset and I hope everyone is going to be OK from this. And I hope, you know, listen, Tommy's my friend as well. Tommy is my friend. If he says he didn't do it, then he didn't. I, I just can't can imagine do? the pressure that that would be between, you know, Caroline, Dina. And as you noticed. Yeah, you know, I didn't speak what... to anyone. I like Caroline and Dina are sisters. This is like a crazy story. Like, I just it's hard for me to believe Brody. It's really hard. I, I don't know. I just don't believe that this can happen. I don't know. It, it, it's surreal to me. I don't know. I, you know what? It's so bad that I didn't even read the whole article. How about that? Yeah, yeah, I no, can't. I can't. 2020 is just shit all over us. I can't do it. I need one more thing. It's true. It's it's really hideous. But hey, it sounds like things are going pretty well in your corner. I mean, it sounds like you're happy. You're healthy. Dr. David is still there. You've got. Frank Sr., Frank Jr., and you've got the great girlfriends in your corner. You know know me, I love hearing when there's drama in Jersey, but it sounds like it's all like uh, peace and rainbows over there. Listen, this year I'm turning 50. My my kids are where they want to be. Frankie's studying for the GMAT. He wants to go to Harvard. Gabby got into Tufts vet school, which was a really hard thing to get into, and she's like doing her clinicals there. Um, she's finishing vet school at Tufts. So like she's going to be a doctor by next year. Frankie is graduating. I'm turning 50. Frank Catania is healthy. He's walking. He's okay. I'm okay. David's not talking to me. I could care less. You know, it's all like, you know, great stuff. <laughs> oh, Dolores. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you for talking to us. <laughs> Thank you for talking to us about the tummy tuck and everything else. You are always a delight. Thank you for having me, Brody. I hope I see you soon. Yes, and have a very safe road trip with Miss Margaret Joseph tomorrow. 
If those, if that car could talk during that ride, okay, you got it. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. I still cannot believe that she was that close with Tommy Manzo, as she called him, and how awkward that whole situation must be for the family. We but need I, those cameras rolling on Real Houses of New Jersey ASAP. We do, but as you know, thankfully she told us it's going to be late July, and we're going to be able to see those ladies back. Uh, not not on our screens. She, yeah, she said that they would be, as you heard, they'd be wrapped up. Probably right about now, but I guess we're going to be getting a summery season of Real Housewives of New Jersey. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for joining our Hot Hollywood podcast this week. We hope that you join us again next week because we hope you are enjoying your time with us and maybe even learning something from it because we do try to deliver the hottest, most relevant news to you each week. Please share, like, subscribe, tell a friend about this weekly news podcast, and please tell us. Find us on social media. You can search for me, Brody Brown, or Gwen Flamberg, Travis Cronin, or Sarah Huron. You know, we're easy to find because we work at Us Weekly. We're on IG or Twitter. And let us know your thoughts, what you want to hear more of, maybe who you want to hear from. Otherwise, we hope you join us again next week on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. So long and farewell until next week.